Welcome to Ike's Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, hello. Hope you guys are doing well this week. This is another episode of Ike's Flame, and we are going to be um, giving another character to talk about this week. Uh, that is in the era of Rise of the Empire type of era, and so um, we'll get into that in a second. But before we get there, I want to just kind of um, this is only the second week we're going, so if this is the first time you're catching our show. Um, that's great, uh, and uh, I'm Ike, I'm the host, um, so uh, you'll be hearing me, um, and then uh, what I'm trying to do here, what I want to do is just explore the Star Wars universe, so um, for the first little while we're going to do um, character uh, kind of reviews slash I don't know reviews isn't the best one but just dive into the stories of different characters and um, do deep dives and uh, that's what we're kind of looking at um, here for a while and um, at the I explained this in the last episode but we are um, so each month how I'm going to set this set up is each month we're going to have kind of a theme for the month for the characters that we pull from and uh, within the Star Wars universe. So um, as I mentioned this week we're looking at another character in the Rise of the Empire. So this kind of era of um, after Order 66, kind of during Order 66 to um, before um, what we would know as the original Star Wars movie A New Hope. Um, episode four and that sort of thing so uh yeah so i'm glad you guys are with us um i'm excited to dive into another character today and do a deep dive um learn more about her um i gave a little hint there to her um and go from there and so yeah so i'm mike we're gonna dive in um as we uh talk about another character um and uh, so this week we are going to be diving into a character I teased a little bit last week that we were going to have a character that is a character that is very, what word do I want to use? Uh, I don't remember what word I used last week. Uh, very, very crucial to the destruction of the first Death Star. There's a Death Star that we see um, destroyed in episode episode 4, New Hope, and so they're very crucial in that and has a very direct storyline to that. And so, the character we're looking at this week, and I, I think uh, she's a very awesome character and very... Uh, yeah, just fun, a fun character, um, and so we're going to dive into, and who we're talking about this week is Jin Erso. So, you guys may or may not be familiar with who Jin Erso is. Uh, Jin Erso is a uh, female human, and um, she, her home world is Vault, and um, that is not a planet that I'm super familiar with, so I don't know much about her home world, for say, but that is home world, um, <coughs> and, excuse me, she was born, uh, 21 years before the Battle of Yavin, um, and as we'll get to later, um, she, uh, she died, um, the same year as the Battle of Yavin, so, 
Um, but before we get there, um, so <clears throat> Jin has a very interesting story and a um, kind of how uh, she she comes very much full circle from empire to non-empire to not really wanting to recognize the fight against the empire with the rebels to becoming sold in to be a rebel and so we get to see this and we see the rest of this in um we see this whole story arc within um rogue one a star wars story and in my personal opinion maybe the best uh best star wars movie that disney has released um i think there's just some great aspects to it and fits the whole Star Wars universe storyline um, within that era so well. And so um, so we're going to dive into that um, and go from there. But, um, yeah, so Jenner, so she has a very, uh, yeah, like I said, kind of a roundabout story. So a her, um, and we'll get into this here. So um, first off, I want to dive in, and, and we'll kind of have the same format as we did last week, is I want to dive into where she appears. So um, so her appearances, um, as I mentioned, we already see her in um, Rogue One. Um, that is the main appearance. Um, and then we also see uh, she's in some video games, uh, which I won't get into a whole lot. Um, but, um, yeah, so she's in that, um, she's in some comics, she has some different comics, she's in, um, one of the main books that they have, um, for her, or two books I'd say point out is Catalyst, which is, Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, um, I'm not super familiar with what that is, um, let's see, um, they're, um, as I'm looking here, this is marked as her first appearance. It's the first time we see um, Jin within the Star Wars universe. And so, with with that said, um, I have not read this book, so that's probably the reason I'm trying to. Um, look at this, and um, this is a, they call this a prequel to um, a prequel to uh, um, a prequel to a Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And so um, I think it probably dives into more of her childhood, which we'll kind of look at a little bit um, more of her. I don't know childhood teen years, um, young adolescent teen years, um, and so we see that, um, and then, uh, we see her in a, uh, in, yeah, Rogue One, um, she, like I said, she's in some comics, and I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing any other, um, other significant places she's at, and so, Yeah, so she's in a few others. Um, probably the other one, um, some of you guys might be a little more familiar with, is uh, she's mentioned in Alphabet Squadron and Shadowfall, and so uh, those books. Um, and so, in the other place she that we briefly, do we actually, uh, we hear her voice in Star Wars Rebels and the 
the, the, the episode uh, World Between Worlds. This is where Ezra goes. Ezra is trying to. Uh, they're trying to stop the Emperor from getting into the temple on the Jedi Temple on the Thaw. Ezra goes into the space that they call the World Between Worlds, and this is where he. Uh, keeps Ahsoka from dying, he wants to keep uh, Kanan Jarrus from dying, his master is just overlaps a little bit with what we talked about last week, but, um, so we hear her voice in that, um, so that's just another little reference, um, not a whole lot there, though, and so, um, so yeah, the mo- the main place we see uh, is a st- slow, solo Star Wars story, and we also get, um, I would recommend reading, um, a little bit I know about Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, uh, which is kind of a prequel to that. As I mentioned, I'd recommend reading that. I have not read it, so I can't say, hey, for sure read that. That's a great, great book to read. Um, so I can't for sure tell you there. But So that's kind of where we see her. That's where the different places um, she shows up within um, Star Wars and the places, the books and uh, things of that nature that we see her. And so with that said, we are going to... Um, go more into her story, and so I, I she has a great story arc, um, great character development, even just within that one movie, and so so we see that uh, so Junior, so she's the daughter of um, Galen and Lear Urso, and so um, we as um, we so Galen is a um, Imperial science officer, and um, we always uh, so that's kind of where this the Rogue One begins, and so we have um, Galen, um, her dad is a Imperial science officer, and he has passed in the past worked for um, the empire when and uh when but even before i think jen was born and i don't know 100 sure because i know when um there's plans for the death star prior to this is a little bit of me just kind of exploring and um i don't this may not be completely accurate this sec this is what i'm about to say but um that there is some aspects of where um galen is um potentially even um, working, I don't know if you would unintentionally know it, for the Separatists to create the Death Star. Um, and so we don't really know when he was employed to start working and becomes Imperial Science Officer because we see um, different aspects within uh, Clone Wars um, TV show. And also, um, I don't think it's necessarily you see anything in Revenge of the Sith, but I know for sure you see a, um, a data chip or data something or other um, that we see a um, a demographic or a uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for a, a hollow image of what ends up becoming the Death Star and so that's kind of where we see this and so um, and so we that's kind of where this story starts Jin's story starts and so Galen is this and so once Galen starts to have a family, he decides he wants to leave the Empire, so he goes to, um, I'm not exactly sure, some sort of farming, um, not moisture farming, as some of us are familiar with on Tatooine, um, but, uh, some farming, um, now that I think about it, I'm wondering, her homeward vault, I'm wondering if that is the place, no, that's, I don't remember now, um, 
I don't think it is uh, off the top of my head. But um, I was about to say, I wonder if that was the world we see um, Jin and her parents on at the very beginning of Red One, but I don't think it is. So, anyways, so he has left. He's gone to farming on a kind of a remote world. Um, it's just uh, Galen, Jin, and Lyra, um, Jin's mom, and they are um, farming and living life and kind of just trying to get away and do their own thing and not be controlled by the Empire. And so um, we see at this point um, Director Krennic, who has a who is part of the MPL Science Division and definitely has a uh, leading part. Um, I think he is actually the main MPL scientist leading um, MPL officer that is leading the charge to build the um, Death Star, the first Death Star. And so as we see this, um, he comes to recruit Galen back to become the um, an MPL Science Officer and to and to uh, help finish the Death Star. Um, Krennic says that they've come to a uh, halt, basically, and they need his help to finish it. And so, um, and when they come, they basically come, Krennic comes with, uh, we see Death Troopers, and, um, and if you guys don't know what a Death Trooper is, look it up. They're super cool looking, um, all black. Um, and they, but they, we, um, their their uh, their armor's all black, kind of shiny, glossy, um, and I think they're—I'm not 100 sure—they seem like they're at least at least they seem like they're taller than the a normal stormtrooper, but I'm not sure on that. Uh, anyways, um, but uh, we see where um, Director Krennic is basically forcing. Um, Galen or so to come back and finish and so at this point we this is really where we start to see Jen um, and I don't know Jen's probably I would guess six years old maybe seven eight six to eight somewhere in there and they apparently they have a plan uh, for this whole thing when they do come back and so um, because Galen has a hunch that they're eventually gonna come back try to force him to be a part of the Empire um, and finish the Death Star, and so they take off, um, and so they start to play out this plan. Jin goes into hiding, um, so we see Jin hide. We see um, Director Koenig take um, Galen and uh, Lyra, his wife, ends up trying to kind of force the hand for, so they don't have to go back to the Empire. She ends up getting shot, um, and she's killed, and so um, at this point, Galen gets taken back to the Empire by himself to um, become become a Imperial Science Officer again, and then when and then Jin goes into hiding, and so um, so and so they don't find Jin. Uh, Director Krennic and the Death Troopers they don't find Jin. Jin is stays on her own, goes her own way. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But I always thought one thing is funny when first I don't know I don't did not realize this um, when makes sense. Um, <laughs> um, so initially when I always heard them say Imperial Science Officer in Rogue One, I thought they were saying Imperial Size Officer. So like S I Z E, so like big. I don't know why it sounded like that to me. But then I was like, that never makes any sense. But anyways. Uh, so Imperial Science Officer um, is what they're actually saying. And so Jin goes in hiding, and so this brings in um, 
a very interesting character that we see, and it is uh, Saul Guerrero. Saul Guerrero comes, he finds Jen, um, and so Galen must have had some sort of connection with Saul Guerrero. We don't ever really see what that is like or what where that stems from. And so she, Saul Guerrero is a um, he's a rebel, um, but he's also an extremist, and we learn this. Um, a lot more within the Star Wars Rebel TV sh- Rebels TV show and that sort of thing, but uh, from there, so they, uh, so we have this idea where Jin goes and goes with Saul Guerrero. So basically, Saul Guerrero raises Jin, um, and this has a few implications. A couple of the implications of this is the fact that uh, Saul Guerrero is. Um, He's an extremist. He's an extremist rebel. That's kind of how he raises Jin, and so Jin becomes a very, very good at combat. Um, he's she is very um, skilled. She has um, all this stuff, and so um, so we see all this. And I'm pretty sure um, I don't know 100 percent sure, but Catalyst, which is the um, prequel to Catalyst Rogue One, Rogue One story, uh, is a prequel to. A prequel book to that and so i'm guessing that um dies more into how Jin was raised by saw Guerrero, and we see more of that which i would find very interesting i have not done so i don't know exactly on that but from there uh the next place we see Jin and um is in she is in an imperial camp um and uh we see her um in a imperial transport and she's going she's doing work working um as a slave basically um in a prison camp and so um but somebody there's the rebels want her so they can try to get a hold of her so trying to get a hold of Jen so she can get a hold of her dad they can figure out what's going on um because they know galen the rebels um mon mothma and uh Mon Mothma, Princess Leia would be involved in it at this time, and I'm drawing, um, Bail Ghana, um, they would all have this, know that Galen is involved, so they think if they get old Jin, they can figure out where Galen's at, and hopefully stop the Death Star, because they know something is being built, um, and so, with that said, um, this is where we get the introduction of K2SO, which is, I love K2SO. Um, we won't get into him too much, but he's just funny and uh, kind of has dry dry humor, but it's good stuff. So um, Jen is taken back to the rebel base at this point after she's been broken out of the Imperial um, prison camp. And she, um, she doesn't get the whole thing. She's kind of like, well, if um, I don't, it doesn't affect me. If I just do my thing, go on my own way, the Empire doesn't affect me. She doesn't get the whole impression. Um, Empire's uh, oppression of the galaxy at this point. She's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, and I think a little bit of this point is um, we also see Jin is um, apathetic uh, to all this. And I wonder if some of this comes from her father. She knows her father went back to the Empire. She doesn't know why. She doesn't... Um, she doesn't understand. She doesn't know all the pieces, um, and um, the rebel, and that's kind of what the rebels are hoping she had all the pieces, but she doesn't. And so we kind of she goes on an adventure from here. And so I love um, 
the ne- this next aspect, and this is, uh, they go to, um, from here they, this is where she ends up working with Cassian, um, Andor, and we get all, um, we learn a little bit about Cassian, and, uh, they go to, um, they go to a planet to try to figure out what what exactly their the empire is doing to learn more. Um, and Jin gets sent with him, and all that sort of thing. And so, uh, with that said, they um, so Jin kind of starts this journey at this point of learning about what her father's been doing, um, learning about what the empire, how oppressive the empire is, and. Uh, this starts her journey of how she feels about it. Um, like I said, she's kind of apathetic. And so she, um, when they go and explore and some kind of craziness happens and they end up, uh, she ends up um, meeting back up with Saul Guerrero. And she says that he left him. Um, she let Saul Guerrero left Jen. Um, and, to kind of save her, and Jin's upset with Sogar, and we have this whole, um, whole interaction, and so, um, at the same time, uh, Sogar from a, um, a, has gotten a, um, hologram from Imperial uh, science officer and um, or Imperial scientist who's working on who was working on that who had been um, dispatched by Galen or so Jin's father to warn people about the Death Star and so um, as this is happening um, we see it, we have this really uh, really I think moment where Jin starts to get it and so. We see um, the the planet they're on is Jetta. Um, at this point, they're farming Kyber to uh, fuel the Death Star, to build the Death Star for resources and all this stuff from Jetta City, and have all this stuff. And so, when she's meeting with Saul Guerrero, Saul shows Jen the hollow image of her father and her father tells her about the Death Star what he's been doing and how he's rigged a trap within the Death Star and so with that said we from there we go to uh, just this yeah we so we see Jen she breaks down she falls on her knees she starts crying she starts to get what her father's doing and I gotta think in this moment she forgives her father a little bit um <laughs> And also a little bit is upset um, with her father for not having contact with her until now. Um, and all this sort of stuff. And so um, at this point she gets it. And at the same time this is happening, the um, they do a testing on the Death Star. Director Krennic does with, uh, we see Grand Moff Tarkin. And so they blow up Jetta City. Um, and which also in turns blows up where Jin's at with Sol Guerrero, which is outside the city a little ways. And so they escape, they get out um, with uh, Cassian K2SO um, and the science officer. Um, at this point, they've also uh, uh, picked up Chase and uh, I just uh, Baze and Cheer it from the from Jetta City. 
And so they, at this point, and so now they go to the um, find Jin's father directly from Jeddah to I don't remember the um, name of the planet, but where the base is for um, building and where Jin's father's at, Galen's at working on the Death Star. And so um, we have all this interaction. And so but from there, I'm going to skip forward to um, going back or going forward to where Jin is trying to convince the rest of the rebels um, back on the rebel base, trying to convince Mon Mothma and the other rebel leaders to say, hey, we need to attack the Empire. We need to do something, find these plans, Death Star plans, figure out how to blow it up. Because at this point, they know um, that Galen has rigged a trap. Um, Jin's father has rigged a trap in Death Star in a way to um, a weakness in a way to destroy the Death Star and so with that said um, Jin has as we process through this Jin goes from very apathetic to realizing what her father is doing and starts to process this through um, and we see some of this on the ship um, as they are leaving Jeddah and going to find her father and all this and so um her father ends up dying in the midst of a um, rebel bombing on the planet that he is on. And so her father's gone. They can't get to him. Um, Galen. Um, so a lot of the rebels aren't believing Jen. They they don't see Jen as trustworthy, even though Jen is saying, hey, we need to do this. Very empathetic. Um, has now bought in, all in on the rebel cause of the rebels to fight back against the empire um, because of the destruction that Death Star will have on the galaxy. And so we have all this happening, and Jin's really embodies this rebel spirit at the time. Probably a little bit of this is coming back from, I gotta think, um, how Solgarera raised her um, in that side of her upbringing and Solgarera being. The, the empire's bad. We gotta fight back. We gotta do anything we can. And so, at this point, um, the rebel um, rebel alliance, their I guess co council. Um, yeah, I think they say they can't do it without the full consent of the council. And so, at this point, we see Jin is what? What do you want to say? Jin is. Um, Jin's not believed. Um, they don't get enough backing behind her to say, hey, we need to go find these plans. And so, uh, with that said, they they don't believe her. They don't. They decide not to do anything. And um, at this point, we see Jin uh, walk out of uh, that very frustrated. Um, and there ends up being a group of... Um, of the rebels that said, hey, we want to do this. We want to go find this. We want to... Um, we want to find the desktop plans. We believe... They believe what Jin says. And so, um, at this point, they'd stole um, a... Uh, in, the in the mess of where... On the planet where Jin's father died, they had to get off the planet. Um, they stole a um, Imperial transport shuttle tech like a yeah um, not a transport shuttle but a uh, equipment type shuttle to that does repair repair shuttle like that type of things and so they stolen one to get off the planet so they have that one on the rebel base so they load up they take off um, 
And there's, I don't know, there's probably like 30, 40 of them, 30 maybe. I don't know how many are fit in that ship. But they have it jam-packed. They go without authorization. And so, yeah, you go to Scarif um, to find the, the plans. And you go through all this. And I think um, the, Scarif, the Battle of Scarif is one of the coolest battles I think we see in the Star Wars. I, 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 I could watch it all day. Um, it's a fun battle um, to watch. But um, so Castian and Jin go in um those are the main two in k2so they go into the um imperial base on scarif to find the plans while the other rebels that came with them distract them and so you get a lot of you guys know this and i think as we get to the point where they're trying to find the plans they get into the vault um where the plans are i think uh, this is another uh cool kind of hint to what her father had always planned um what her father was doing um even though he was gone at this point and trying to really and in a lot of ways galen or so is a rebel um even though he's in the imperial ranks and even though he's an imperial scientist and all these sorts of things um they're trying to find it they don't know what the name of the planes are so it's kind of a guessing game and they come across a um, file that says Stardust, and at that point, Jen knows that is the Death Star plans, and um, the reason that she knows that is because that is what her father would call her um, when she was little, and so, uh, I, I mean, I gotta imagine that might have been the first time that um, she hears that. Um, actually, it's not the first time, because Jen heard that went in the hollow trans hollow hologram that um her father sent over and so we see that but with that said though we have um this would be the second time where she really understands that and um takes that in and uh we see that stardust is the name of the file for the death star which is um really cool they get it they transmit it um they don't want the plans to get off. The Empire does uh, off of Scarif, and so they actually end up destroying Scarif. And the um, I don't know if they actually blow up the whole planet or they just destroy the, the Imperial base on Scarif um, to try to keep everything. But um, Jin and Cassian get it um, off, get it transmitted off with the rest of the Rebel help and more Rebel. The Rebel fleet ends up showing up as well to help out and. Um, but Jin and Cassian don't get off the planet, so they are killed within the explosion that the Death Star creates when it kill when they it blows up the Rebel base. And so, um, at this point, we see um, the transmissions get, and then it uh, goes to uh, leads right up to Episode Four, where the um, prin Princess Leia is receiving the transmissions from. Uh, the, the she gets handed the Death Star plans, um, which were transmitted from Scarif and um, that sort of thing. And so leads right up to that. And so Jen is this very crucial piece, and I think uh, I I love uh, Jen's story and how um, she goes from very apathetic about the Empire to this all-in rebel that doesn't she doesn't care if she dies. She doesn't care if. Um, things go really bad. She wants to help, and she understands that her father 
sacrificed his life to give her a better life and she understands she can do the same for others and so i just, just that whole um whole picture is awesome and so and i think that is and i and this is kind of a sidetrack and i think jen is a great example of people in the galaxy that just saw, hey, let's just survive while the Empire's here. Yeah, it might not be great, but it could be worse type of a thing. And I know the one quote from Rogue One that she's like, um, she tells Sagarera um, about the impression. She's like, well, it's not a problem if you don't look up. Um, and she's talking about looking up to see the Imperial flag reign. And so this idea of like, we see a lot of that. And it's just this idea of like, let's scatter, let's do our best to survive. Um, it's not my job to overthrow the empire. It's, and so, so we see a lot of that. And I think of like other people that we kind of see the story of, um, them being apathetic to like, Hey, let's just do the best we can. Um, and go from there. And we see that with like last week, we talked about Kanan and kind of his story arc and he does his similar story arc. I mean, his story is different. What he does is different. He's a Jedi. So that, um, just, makes things a little different but he kind of has that same thing he's apathetic and then becomes a full um um all in with the rebellion by the time he is his death and so i think the other thing is like and we see this also like um we don't get all the details and nitty-gritty stuff but with han solo but and um there may be more in comics that i don't know about i'll thought and i'm not thinking of off the top of my head um but like han solo kind of has the same um we see it in a row uh, in han and solo star wars story and even in um a new hope where he um he changes his mind and he sees that the rebellion is worthwhile and so um we see this with a lot of and i kind of think this was a lot of people and like a lot of times within the Star Wars universe, we see these people being awesome rebels, and but we don't see a whole lot of people that are just like, hey, I'm just going to survive this oppression as best we can and move on. And that's kind of where Jin started. And I think to recognize that the Rebellion was fighting for people like that. Um, the Rebellion was not just to say, hey, we want to overthrow the Empire. We, want, we know they're evil. Um and that Palpatine and Vader and all this is evil, and that what they created is evil, but it's for the people, and I think um, from all the different planets, and I think that's like a very crucial thing within the Star Wars that we don't always get to see get highlighted a lot, but it's average Joe people that are um, being fought for, and I think um, we see this even more within uh, the group that goes to Scarif initially with Cassian and Jin. A lot of those guys I'm thinking are just average Joes that joined the rebellion. Um, they were farmers. They were engineers. They were um, some of them might have had families they lost. And all these sorts of things, and I think we just see that. And I think I also think of like when within Star Wars Rebels, the TV show, we see like. Um, we see um, some of the 501st, the clones um, that are, they're just kind of doing their own thing. They're trying to survive. They're not having anything to do with the Empire. They're staying as far away from the Empire as they can, but surviving. And they don't, um, but they eventually get brought into like, hey, how can we um, be, join the rebellion? And I think that's 
really how all that happened. Um, is this it's average Joes that started? Um, not all of them. I mean, we have Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and Princess Leia and all these people who are more privileged. Um, they're senators. Um, we see. I mean, obviously Luke uh, has. The hereditary, Luke Skywalker has the hereditary side of things, but there's also a lot of, excuse me guys, um, gotta drink water here, um, but we see all these sorts of um, just average Joe people, and I think that's one thing I've loved as we've died, as they've opened up the Star Wars universe, is we just see people like Jin, who's not a Force user, we just see... Um, we see even Galen Ursa, her father's story of how he did the best he could with the circumstances he had. Um, and I know he mentions in his Hall of Transmission this idea of like, um, I'm not, I'm not going to get the quote exactly right, but he says, uh, he figured out they would, they would eventually do it without, build the Death Star without him and probably kill him if he resisted. And so he he says he made himself expendable and did what he had to do and created the trap within the Death Star that so that it could be destroyed and that sort of thing. And so I think it's just like, even Galen has somewhat of a, he's just an average Joe doing his job um, engineer <laughs> and doing what he can and um, he sees the importance I think and I think that's one thing we don't we haven't always seen in Star Wars but um, that has been expanded on more recently and so I think I just think it's cool to see that um, see what happens um, and what average Joe people are doing um, and things like that and so um, within the craziness of the wider story of the galaxy um, what is happening and so anyways uh, that's part of the reason i love jen's story i've come and ran here a little bit but is she's in a lot of ways just an average joe um average jane um that she initially isn't anything special yeah she's an imperial science officer's daughter um but there's probably a lot of imperial science officers so it wasn't like she was anything special, but because of the circumstances she was in, she took advantage of it. Um, and even though it took her a little while to come around to it, um, and had a lot of influence from her father within that as well, um, I think it's just fun. And so it's fun to see that um, and see those stories as well. And so with that said, I, I think we're going to wrap up here for today. But um, I love Jen's story. She has... Um, fun story arc we get to see a little bit more um of just a person who's trying to figure out what to do with the empire um what does the empire mean for their lives um how does their impression affect them um is it worthwhile joining the rebellion and so um, i just think those are just uh, things we don't always think about when we think of star wars and especially like when you look at the movies it's different than um, some of the background stuff, and we get to see a little bit of that in uh, Rogue One and um, that sort of thing. And I think I did this last time, right before we wrap up here. Um, where might we see Jen next? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if we'll see her in any of the live action because um, she dies. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, what that looks like. Um, so, we'll, yeah, so I, 
The only, uh, I want to think she's, because I know we have the Andor series coming up. Um, I don't think she's going to be in that, because I'm assuming that's Cassian before Rogue One. Um, and the only other place I can think, even timeline-wise, where she, she could potentially even show up is uh, the Kenobi, which is coming out in May here. So, um, and I don't know if there'd be any really good link for that. Uh, for her to even be in that. Um, so I'm guessing we're not going to see Jen um, unless there's other projects announced that we don't know of yet and that sort of thing. But um, maybe very far-fetched Kenobi show, but that would be the only place I think we have a chance. So, um, so yeah, that's what I got for you guys. I, just, I, I would encourage you guys to go check out some comics, books, um, Catalyst, a Rogue One story, um, and dive a little more into Jen's story. She has a fun story. Um, and things like that. I may even grab Catalyst here shortly and dive into that. Um, as I said, I haven't read that yet either. But, um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us today here on Axe Flame, joining us for another Star Wars adventure. And um, uh, as we like to say around here, light the fire. Have a great week, guys. <laughs>